It's been said before by others than just myself that 2020 and even parts of 2021 have been very challenging and to some extent have been very melancholy. Even though there have been some of us that were deemed essential that managed to maintain employment throughout the entire pandemic, others weren't so fortunate. And unfortunately, a lot of companies went under as well. When these types of things happen, as we've seen, and people getting sick, and some people dying, and some people struggling after they've recovered, we've seen people step up and help out others. We've seen people who have become new types of entrepreneurs going on to other things. But we have seen some good side too human nature and what does that do for us in some aspects it gives us hope hope is something that we desperately look for when we're feeling at our most darkest and some of these hope or I should say hopeful moments are great because it does lift our spirits temporarily but it's the hope that Christ provides it's redemptive It's long-lasting, never faltering. The word of Christ shows us time and time again that hope is there for us as long as we're willing to accept it and willing to accept him. I'm your host for Struggling with Faith. My name is Eric Root. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing a pastor whom I've had the pleasure of listening to in his sermons over the last few years. You know, there's been some interesting things that have taken place within my life. And one of the things that I truly found moving that I've told this story so many times too is that when I first met my wife, when we started dating, she was not close to God at all. And there came time where she started pushing me more going, hey, are you going to go to church on Sundays? You going to go to church on Sundays? Until finally we were going every Sunday. And then one day there was a gentleman that uh, we had listened to at the church we were attending. And she made the decision that she wanted to become baptized. And we had already been uh, married for a few months. And with the help of the gentleman I'm about to speak to, um, Pastor Ralph Howe, he baptized not just my wife, but myself as well. And miraculously, a week later, we conceived our first child, Derek. And all I can say is, is it was the most amazing blessing ever. And in a few weeks here, about seven um, we have a daughter that is due to be born, which we're very excited about. So far, knock on wood, everything's healthy. But I'd like to welcome Pastor Ralph Howe. Thank you for joining me this evening, sir. Thank you, Eric. And I, yeah, I know your story is one of those stories when you when you get to be a pastor and be involved in people's lives. It's just a great story to tell and just to enjoy. It's just amazing. So glad to be here. It, it is. It truly is. And I thank you, too, because one of the things that we loved about your sermons was that you always brought the realistic perspective 
it wasn't um, some of the churches I've attended to in my youth where, you know, it was a lot of doom and gloom. Don't do this. Don't do that. It was more informative, which is what I find myself really thoroughly enjoying as I get older and I'm almost 50. Yep. Um, But this particular episode, sir, I thought it was poignant to be able to try and talk to you because I've, I prayed long and hard for the few episodes I've got out. I always check to see, Lord, what topic would you like me to cover? And this week, the theme is hope. And specifically every episode, I read after researching one Bible verse that involves that. And the one I chose for today, if you don't mind me reading it with you here. Yeah, great. It's going to be Romans 1513. Uh, May the God of hope fill you with all the joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And never is it more prominent than it is now in the world. It's just very interesting times. Again, the pandemic created a lot of fear and opportunity, um, but it also reinforced the fact that we can get beyond it. There's hope in Christ. Right. Very poignant. But sir, I understand that you've got a new congregation that you're starting. Tell me about that. Yeah, sure. And I, I just, I love what you just read. I just want to point out, you know, the, the you know, the, the, the message God gives us through the Bible, the message of Jesus is the most hopeful message in the world, you know, and I, I love, uh, I love the, the, you know, the language of the Bible, you know, the Bible talks about not just joy, but abundant joy, you know, and then the verse you just read, it's not just hope, it's, it's overflowing hope. It's hope that overflows, you know, and, you know, we, we can live as humans uh, without a lot of things for a period of time, but one thing we cannot live without is hope. And, uh, you know, as a pastor, when I see people, when I, you know, end up in an office with people who are really at the end of their rope, it's because they've lost hope. And, uh, you know, the world's a hard place and there's challenges and, and, and all of us get run over at times and feel lost and, and bruised and battered. But when you lose hope, you, you go to a dark place. And, right. you know, what, what Jesus does for us is he restores hope, you know, and not just hope in eternity, which is ultimately a big deal. Right. Uh, Mm Because eternity goes on for a long time. I heard somebody say, (laughs) right. But but he gives us hope for today. Mm -hmm. Jesus gives gives us hope that that tonight can be better than today was and tomorrow can be better than today. And next year can be better than last year with Jesus. It's 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 all hopeful. And so I I just love that you picked that verse. I didn't want to just jump past that. No, absolutely. I appreciate the uh, feedback. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, I've been uh, in ministry 23 years. I've, I've been uh, able to be a part of multiple different ministries, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I've been a part of one for a while here in Southwest Orlando, and have, have you know, that time's come to a close and move forward. But what I have clarity on for me personally, for my wife and our family, is that we're not supposed to leave Southwest Orlando. This is where we are ministering, and we have a lot of people that we're ministering to and that we're ministering with. And so we have a lot of clarity that we're going to continue to do that. And, you know, we have some picture of what that looks like in the short run, maybe a few next steps, but we don't have a complete picture of what it looks like into the future, but that's where, that's where hope, hope and faith comes. So we're actually excited. That's fair. That's a good uh, analogy. Um, The foundation of the congregation that you're forming, 
Can you talk a little bit about that? I know that one of the things I always appreciated that you would do on Sunday mornings for the new person coming through the church is you would tell them our church believes in the following fundamentals. Yep. Are you able to uh, give any of that based on your congregation? Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a few key components that I've always felt have to be at the core of the church because it's what the new Testament says. Mm -hmm. So one of my absolute core beliefs is that every single person who's come to faith in Jesus, the Bible says literally is given a spiritual gift. You know, and that spiritual gift is used for the good of others. It's used for the edification of the body. And so my picture of church is a place where every person is envisioned, equipped and released into the ministry that God's called them to. You know, I I don't I don't have critical things to say about other churches or the church in America. I think it's doing really well. Everything can be tweaked and maybe look a little different. But but what I don't think is would be accurate would to be have a picture of a church where you know, churches where you go Sunday morning for an hour and a half, some paid people get up and, and do ministry, and we decide whether or not, you know, we liked it that week. And then we go have lunch and we go on with our day. That's not what New Testament church is. And, and by the way, I'm not saying that's what church is in America. I'm just, that's a little bit of a sure. character church just to make a point. Right. Um, the, the church is seven days a week. And, you know, you've got a spiritual gift or gifts. And God's also given you, he's wired you with passions and interests. You know, you're expressing that now through this podcast. You know, you want to reach people. You want to give people hope. You want to touch people with a positive message. God's placed that passion within you. And so, you know, the job of church leaders is to equip people for the work and the ministry that God's called them to. So that's that's absolutely a core component of of the church. Okay. Now, I, I just wanted to to see where you're your thought process on it. And it sounds like you're just rolling with exactly the same mindset that you had before. Not that there would be any reason to change that or alter it in any dramatic way. That's Um, right. And then the other thing that's right in front of me right now with what I'm doing is, is the idea of small groups or home groups, whatever you want to call them, you know, uh, really, really important, especially since we've kind of mostly come through COVID. Now we all spent that year in COVID kind of going, boy, it's a little lonely. We all feel disconnected, isolated. So I think we all have come, we're mostly through it as a country now, hopefully. And, but everybody realizes, boy, I need that connection. Well, the first century church, they didn't have mega buildings where thousands of people gathered. They met in small groups and homes and they did life together. And so what, what, what a healthy church, I believe has got to be made up of small groups and home groups where people do life together. They grow in their faith together. They study the Bible together. And then when you come together on Sunday morning, it's a celebration of our faith, but Sunday morning doesn't define your church experience. Your church experience is actually seven days a week doing life with your small group. Right. And that actually kind of segues into my, my next question was whether or not um, you guys were looking at any kind of a location to have sermons and such for whether it's, you know, a Bible study or, uh, you know, Sunday service or anything like that. Yeah. So we're, we're wide open. Uh, you know, what, what we have right now is, mm-hmm. you know, we, I'm, I'm, I feel led to continue to minister in town. So we have that. And then we have people who are pretty committed to Jesus who want to be a part of what's happening. What we do not have is a building. <laughs> so sure. it's kind of funny. We don't have the building, but again, when I read the Bible, that's what I see in the book of Acts chapter two, right? Passionate believers in Jesus who are ready to share their faith 
and they don't have a building. So they meet in homes. So I'm not opposed to having a building. You know, if God leads this and this grows, then of course we'll get a building, uh, a place to meet. And, and in the meantime, we can rent space as often or as little as we'd like. There's plenty of places to, to, to rent space on a Sunday morning or a Friday night to be able to gather and to celebrate. But the core of, of a church is what happens throughout the week, and that's the small groups and the Bible studies. Well, now, and our audience so far, as small as it is, has been fortunate enough to reach out beyond Central Florida. But Central Florida being such a high tourist destination, if someone were to listen to this and say, man, I'd love to come get involved somehow. I'm going on a trip to Orlando. Yeah. Uh, how can they find out more information about this? Yep, we do. We do have a website. It's just getting started, but it's it's a, an appropriate, you know, for just getting started. There's a place to email for information and read a little bit and, uh, you know, see any videos that we might post. So it's www.crossroadsimpact. So it's plural, crossroadsimpact.org. Okay. And, uh, you know, the, the reason behind the, you know, that name is the reality that when you look through the entire storyline of the Bible, God has always taken his people that he has separated from a broken world and called them to be holy. He's always taken his people and put them at the crossroads of the world. God's people are not to isolate themselves from culture. We are to be right in the midst of culture, having an impact so that people who don't know Jesus can see Jesus in us. And so that's kind of the idea behind crossroads impact. We want to be a group of people who are in the crossroads of, of our culture, having an impact for Jesus. That's fantastic. Um, I got to tell you the other thing too, that I also found very comforting was during the pandemic, even though I was dubbed as an essential worker in the early onset. So I was blessed in that aspect, but um, my wife, Emily was furloughed for a period of time. Right. So we couldn't go anywhere, do anything. And so the one thing that really did help was being able to turn to YouTube on the weekend to catch the Sunday services. And now that we're out Winter Haven, it also made it extremely convenient as well. Wow. <laughs> um, but it is something uh, that uh, I think would be, and I'm, I'm just throwing it out there, something that may also be uh, fantastic as a device uh, in the early ongoing. Obviously, you're got your congregation as a work in progress, but know that um, there would definitely be interest in being able to catch any of those types of things, even if it's not a Sunday, a Wednesday, yeah. something like that. Um, but uh, yes, so I thank you for helping us get through the pandemic, honestly, yeah. in a lot of aspects. Um, is there anything that you'd like to add before uh, we sign off? Yeah, no, I, I thank you for saying that and for giving me the chance to share that. It's a, it's a great privilege to be in ministry and to be a part of what God's doing in the community. And, and it takes everybody. And again, you're, you know, to come back around to your story, you and Emily and, you know, the, you know, conceiving right after the baptisms and all the prayer that went into that. It's just, it's just one of those beautiful stories. And, uh, you know, it's a privilege to be a part of those when you're in ministry. So um, I love what you're doing. I pray that God will stir the spiritual gifts he's placed within you. And, and I thank you, sir. I really yep, do reach and touch a lot of people. Oh, that's awesome. And, and again, um, I am signed up on your website. I did that earlier today because I too want to keep informed on what's going on. Um, so I thank you very much for joining us and for you listeners. 
Um, you've been listening to Struggling with Faith. I've been your host, Eric Root, with my special guest, Pastor Ralph Howe. And please don't forget that Struggling with Faith is a member of the Be Kind Rewind podcast network. You can find us on the web at bkrpn.com.